0: Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Irvin Mendoza. This is Jason Ortiz. And welcome to the Us Against the World podcast.
1: Yeah, let's get it. All right, everyone. So before we dive into our interview, Irvin and I would just like to catch up with you all for a bit. So what's up, Irvin? What's new?
0: What's new, Jason, is that everything is getting shut down again, bro. Uh, OC is back in the purple tier la county has a limited shutdown which is like restaurants can only t- offer takeout it's as if we're going backwards you know
1: me myself i was trying to plan some trips for next year man
0: yeah honestly i was thinking that all of this would be over soon hoping for a brighter tomorrow was around the corner this was the only thing curing my depression in a way i mean uh, i'm not depressed bro if my therapist is listening miss robinson i'm not depressed miss robinson
1: man and the funny thing is too you know it's funny to kind of look back at how this all started back in march and all these phases that we all went through you know and it's funny because i was talking with some colleagues as well like i feel like everybody went through these phases like the first time staying home obviously we we're kind of worried what was gonna happen so we all stayed home and just pig out you know usually you know i got a little bit chunky throughout that time yeah
0: like in march huh everything was closed gyms were closed so you would just watch netflix eat some chips tiger king was popping back then
1: it was a different phase for sure man like just being able to just stay home and having a reason to you know yeah a good excuse to and then obviously later on you know we were kind of bored of doing that and everybody started doing like their little jogs oh around. yeah the hiking phase the hiking phase was a big one i remember everybody putting on each other to these new hiking spots yeah. that maybe before nobody even knew
0: yeah everybody got into that hiking phase uh like whether it's uh running or just in the morning going to the, all these trails it was a big deal like i swear in my ig stories every morning there was someone that before <laughs> would never run right is now doing like a five mile jogger i'm like what We're are not. you doing this isn't you no,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no it's good i mean it's good i mean they're being conscious about their health and all that but I guess, like you said, we're back to day one, basically.
0: Yeah, man. And oh, well, I think that uh, we, we have to do our part in doing what's best for those around us and our loved ones. You know, I know it's hard and just wait it out. What do you think? No, that's true, man. Obviously,
1: you know, the people that are most prone to get this virus are people with bad health conditions or they the elderly. You know, obviously, we don't fall in that category. But like you said, it's about being conscious for others and being careful for them. I know we, as young people, we want to live our life. We're young. We want to go out. We want to live 2020, right? But unfortunately, you know, we have to see it in a positive way. We want to see it that way. And, you know, do it for others. It's about caring for others. So use this time to reflect on your life
0: and work on yourself. This is a good time. Yeah, Jason, that's a good topic. What have you been working on, like, during quarantine? Uh, Because I've been taking advantage of this time.
1: Yeah, that's a good question, man. So I think uh, some things I've been working on, uh, I've been able to kind of watch like we said earlier in our conversations you know watch podcasts be able to grow ourselves mentally um physically uh also of course um some of the hobbies that we were interested in before but we didn't have time for like writing a book or working on this podcast like we're doing right yeah, now Yeah, definitely
0: this podcast
1: what about you Irvin? what have you been doing during these time?
0: definitely this podcast has been a huge distraction from what's going on in the world and well, honestly, you were the one that put me on. Jason was the one that was all like, we should make a podcast. We, we could talk about this. We could talk about that. So, uh, all credit to you, bro. I've been also been working mentally on some things physically. I, this episode, this episode right now that you're listening, we have a, we have a trainer that, no spoilers, but that's something that I've been working on too. <laughs> and yeah, man, uh, hobbies and all these things that if it wasn't for quarantine, if it wasn't for this so much free time, I would not be. I would not be working towards for example this podcast
1: right and i think too the COVID, you know obviously as deadly as it is for us that are at home it's almost like a slap in the face and why do i say that i say that because we're always running like when it's work we work from nine to five every day weekend we plan something out and that's a routine work nine to five every day weekend weekends we plan something out and then again monday And I think this COVID thing has given us a little slap in the face as in like, all right, you know, wake up, reflect on what are you doing? Do you have goals? Do you have hobbies? Like what makes you happy? You know, and I think us doing this podcast, uh, you working on yourself, us doing stuff that perhaps we didn't have time for. We think that we didn't have time for. uh, It's a good time now to do it since we do have more time to to reflect on these things, I guess. All right, well, everybody, thank you for listening. You know, just wanted to touch bases with you all. And let's jump right into the interview now.
0: Today on Us Against the World, we have Coach Ken, a professional personal trainer based in Placencia, California, who not only dreamt of starting his own business, but had the courage to bring it into fruition. Today, he has changed many people's lives from many different backgrounds and reaching their goals in order to see a brighter tomorrow. Using fitness as a vehicle to transform lives and always staying close to his African roots, please welcome Coach Ken. Hello, guys. How's it going?
1: That was good, Coach Ken, how are you?
0: Good, 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 good. Well, Coach, I know I gave a little intro of who you are to the listener. Uh, But before we dive into your story, why don't you tell us in your own words who you are and what you do?
2: So um, my full name is like Kennedy, but I go by Coach Ken. Um, Ken's been my nickname since I was a little child. Uh, Since I was in Kenya, born and raised in Kenya. Uh, I was 10, so I'm 29 now. So that's what, about 20 years in the United States.
0: Well, Jason and I would like to start from the beginning of your journey. Uh, Basically, I know you mentioned that you were born and raised in Kenya. So at what age did you come here to the the United States and how did that uh, take its place? Like, what's the story behind that?
2: So I'm from East Africa, Kenya. If you ever if you ever come across me, you always see my my left hand always has a bracelet on it from Kenya. I always I never forget where I'm from. So it's it's a uh, it's a beautiful country in the east of uh, Africa. So a lot of people forget that Africa is a huge continent. It's not a country, but Kenya is where I'm from in the east side of Africa, next to Ethiopia, Somalia, uh, Uganda, Tanzania. So we speak Swahili around that in that area. Yeah, that's uh, so. I, I'm born and raised in Kenya. I came here when I was uh, nine, no, 10. And then it's kind of like, well, my, that's my roots, man. It's like I'm grounded in being an African and a Kenyan. For uh, for us, you know, back in the day, it wasn't cool to be African. Everyone wanted to be American. For the longest time I got here, I moved to the OC. I mean, I just loved it. It was different, you know, And uh, but I, I almost forgot about my culture. Right. And that was terrifying when I, because I've, Somebody, uh, my family friend bought me a ticket to go, to, um, to go back to Africa when I was 21. Mm-hmm. Oh. And when I went to Africa when I was 21, like, I was like, dang, this feels so right. This is home. And when I came back, that's when I changed my name to uh, Can African. Oh. And that's when, like, I, I never wanted to come cu- that close to forgetting who I am. Wow. And, like, I almost forgot who I was. Like, I, didn't even, I almost lost my language. Like, it was crazy. Luckily, like, my house is, like, my house is what saved me because everyone in the house spoke only Swahili which is a is our is, a, is a language so i never forgot it so luckily i didn't forget it but right. i came close so and I was what i was a,
1: like it was like i had a woke moment right. when i
2: was 21 and i
1: was like dang i'm not forgetting my, i'm not forgetting yeah. my, my, my language why do you think that age 21 was like key or that age between 18 25 i see it in our culture too okay where a lot of people like yourself you mentioned we all want to be american like yeah. we're afraid of talking spanish at home and yeah. yeah our parents speak spanish but we forget our even our language you know like, yeah but then I see a lot of people in college, they want to rekindle with their Chicano roots or their Latino roots. Why is it that age, you think?
2: I think that age is important because that's when you're discovering who you are. That's the only time, like, think about it. You, you're supposed to leave home and go experiment, right. you know? That age matters because you're, you're discovering who you are and you're trying to become yourself. You're separate from who your parents told you or want you to be, you know? You kind of,
1: you, you have the foundation from your parents and then you're trying to like, okay, who, who am I? Can you speak to people that Maybe like for example me I was born and raised here Mm -hmm. Obviously our culture is Mexican Mm -hmm. Um, You were born over there You grew up over there You Mm -hmm. came here And then you were able to go back And rekindle it Would you speak to people That maybe have grown up here um, Like let's say African uh, Descendants of course Would you be able to say like Hey like, How can you rekindle yourself With your culture Uh, Meaning back home Like for example They can't speak it They go back to Mexico And like oh wow this is home Experience what home is. You owe
2: it to yourself because it's who you are. You know, I see a lot of people taking these DNA tests. Right, right. right. That little test is cute <laughs> and all. Get on a plane and show up, exactly. You know, tells you whatever. What tells you whatever, whatever, right? But get on, get on a plane and show up to where you want to go. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of traveling. I'm, I really okay. am not. I do want to travel Africa, but more importantly because I want to get grounded and rooted in what Africa is. You know, right. I mean, been doing a lot of schooling in the U.S. I learned a lot about you, America, and, you, and the U.S. I didn't learn nothing about Africa, and it wasn't until I was reading Nelson Mandela's book that really intrigued me to be like, "Whoa, dang!" Because I mean, the way they spoke about Africa was kind of like Africa's a third world country, right? But right. no one really—you don't hear much people offer what Africa has to offer. Because I mean, if it didn't have that much to offer, then they wouldn't—they wouldn't have colonized it. So, right. <laughs> you know, so it has a lot to offer. And to the people out there who haven't visited, their like home, home country, yeah, like origin, home, like where your parents are from. Yeah, Let's say right. where your parents are from yeah, because yeah. they're not they're they're American, pretty much. Basically, I highly recommend it. You know, and the worst that happens usually you roll up and you're like, man, this ain't working for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. You know, right? But um, and see what it is like. That's I, I mean, curiosity is really really amazing. You never killed a cat. Curiosity is perfect.
0: You said you mentioned that 21. Yeah, you went to Kenya. Yeah, for the first time, and you came back, and now you were hungry, like motivated. Yeah. Were you into fitness already once you came back or what sparked that interest in that world? In the world of like training, all that stuff, exercise, man, I was like an 18 year old. I was like 18, 18, right around there. I
2: got my first membership was to LA fitness. I was all excited about getting buff, man. But here's (laughs) the thing. I was an East African, East African, uh, man, I usually tend to be skinny. We're not like West Africans. So uh, a little history, uh, most of the slaves that were taken from Africa and brought to the United States were from West Africa. That's when you see a lot of African-Americans are buffed, build because that's their West African build. Like they're like, like they just have a naturally buffed body. East Africans are not the same. We're uh, skinny dudes. We're skinny little dang. dudes. So I've always been skinny my whole entire life. On top of that, at the age of, I don't know if I, don't know if I told you this, Irving, but at the age of 14, I was diagnosed with HIV.
0: Oh, snap. So
2: I was diagnosed with HIV, but I've had it my whole entire life. But I just found out about it when I was 14. And um, I hated being skinny, man. I hated being skinny, like with a passion. Like every single part of me just hated being skinny. Now, and remember, that's just naturally how we're built, mm-hmm. right? Genetics. Yeah, like genetically, that's like, uh, genetically, yeah. And the food that we eat and the mantra, oh. like the, everything we do, kind of sets us up to be skinny, right? And um, but I, around 2000 and w- when I arrived here, there was a lot of uh, those invisible children. Is it invisible children with the kids who like feed feed like commercials on TV a lot? And I was just like, dude, is that the? Re- I don't want to ever represent Africa like that. I remember mm-hmm. even though I wasn't even really like whatever, I was like, I don't want to represent Africa like that. I not want to be like, oh, another kid from Africa was sick. Uh, sick with the HIV and whatever whatever right. and I was just like i just like the idea of skinniness and then those images on TV of skinny dying right. african kids like i I never wanted to be re- that representation and on top of that dude the chick the dudes who are buff got chicks right. so <laughs> their motivation yeah so I, I had just i had multiple inspiration not inspiration motivation to kind of get into fitness and I remember me and my buddy um I, I got kicked out of the I, I got kicked out of the house at the age of 19.
0: So oh, yeah. I remember,
2: yeah, me and my buddies uh, moved in together. My buddy was a, like a mechanic. He went to a trade school, and uh, he got his trade school, whatever, and then he was working. He's making like 20 bucks an hour. I'm like, damn, this man's making a lot of money. I'm like, ah, okay, let me go to a trade school then. I'm like, okay, what do I love? What do I want to do? And I remember like, and that, this is a story for another day, but I remember I sat down with a pen and paper and wrote down everything I would like to do, everything I wanted to do, and everything and the things that I must do. And one of them was just to help people. I was like figuring out how I can help people and I was like, Oh, I like working out. So I looked at personal training. I was like, Oh, they make a decent amount of money. They make about fifty thousand dollars a year on the high end. I was like, Oh, run me that. I'll take that. Um, so I you know, I, I, I went on Google and searched personal training trade schools and boom, that was one like five miles away from where I was living. Perfect. And that's how I enrolled, and that's how I got into fitness. So that's how I got into the aspect of becoming a trainer now.
0: What city was this in like Colton?
2: Is- Grand Terrace, Colton. I never heard of that. You, Jason, no. San Bernardino. San Bernardino. Um, okay, okay. San Bernardino. That's <laughs> <laughs> San Bernardino County. That's I used to live in the IE. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't. Grand Terrace was dope. That's how I got into that. So I remember, like, I was working as a. So I went through a whole year of schooling. I was grinding. I was going through like a whole year of schooling. It's. I think the way personal training school should be taught because right now most people can go online and just get a certific a certification mm-hmm. and right. then become a trainer. Not. Nah, I went through a whole nine months of schooling where we learned six hours a day, five times a week, oh, like, nine months. So it was it was expensive, but it was worth it to me because I really I, I like in classroom setting. Like because the first three hours we learned from the textbook, the next three hours we learned how to coach and train people, and uh, the trainers were like trainers from twenty four hour fitness. They've been training for their whole life, so the best. Um, so and then I got a job at twenty four hours immediately because it was one of the best places hiring for personal training, and um, and that moved me to Chino. I was grinding, I was grinding, like yeah. I was just working, I was putting in hours, like hours after hours, about to get promoted to be a manager, and I remember one of the guys, his name was Casey, Casey just up and left, and, and the, my boss was like, hey, go find out what happened to Casey, and I was like, so I was in, I was doing some inside job from, uh, from my <laughs> boss, right, and I was talking to Casey, he was like, man, I'm doing private training, I don't think Casey knew I was like, the boss sent me, he's like, I'm doing private training, I'm like, what's private training? He's like, it's pretty much you get to keep your money. He's trying to explain it to me. I'm like, I'm having a hard time really getting the concept. He's like, just come, come check out this place that where I'm, I'm renting out space. I'm confused, bro. I'm like, what are you talking about? But I'm yeah. not gonna snitch yet. Right, right, you know, right. I was planning on snitching, but I'm insight. not gonna snitch. I'm like, well, let me learn some stuff first. Mm-hmm. So I went to he, I met this one. So I went to the place where Casey was renting space. Is this Asian dude with, uh, with dreads? Mm-hmm. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, he's just chill back. He's like, yeah, this is where I rent. He's like. He's, and he's just chilling back. He's like, yeah, this is my space, what I do. And, uh, and right there, boom, that was my first mentor. And he just told me, he's like, yeah, why would you want to work at a place where you, they keep percent of your money? I'm like, huh. Cut and, the uh, middle man. Yeah, so he's like, he's like, why don't you come work for yourself? And um, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I was like, man, let me think about it. I Went home. The next day, I put in my two-week notice. I'm like, I'm out. Uh, so I mean I, I mean, I went to my boss and I told him, hey, I'm putting in my two-week notice. I'm going to go do private training. He's like, all right, cool. Today's your last day. I told him I was, I was very straight up straight up forward you know and um because I always like to leave I always like to leave with uh because Casey Casey could never go back to 24hour fitness because they put him off as uh what is it called when you can't you just can't come back because okay. he left, like blacklisted kind of huh? yeah like he like he left on a bad he burned the bridge there basically. yeah he burned a bridge oh, okay. I, I was heated I was pissed right. like I was like well how can you I dedicated like my life to you guys you guys are gonna let me go like that but now looking back as a business owner I would have done what Casey did. I would have just slowly dipped out, you know? Yeah. That would have been a smart move, but it is what it is. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so right off the bat, you started Uzima after 24, or how did it, how when or how did Uzima take form? So Uzima, Uzima started
2: right away. I remember I had to get a, I remember me and my other roommate were sitting down and we're trying to come up with a, a name. His name is Emmanuel. I me and Emmanuel son coming up with a name. I wanted it to spell you fit, right? I wanted the, I wanted to have a lion in the middle because I just came from I'm fresh off the I'm I'm fresh off Africa. <laughs> I'm lit, man. I'm in time with my culture, so I'm all about the lion. You're inspired, man. So, Yeah, so I was like, hey. I want the lion in the middle, I wanted it to spell you fit. I didn't want the I, I wanted the lion to with a with a weight in its mouth to to be like a you fit. Alright. So it's like I need to find a, a word that has you in it so it could it could be but I wanted it to be Swahili. And I looked, I looked, I looked, and I found Uzima and I was like, okay, Uzima fitness training, oh that's dope. Wow. And that's how that started. Actually, my first logo didn't even have a lion. No, I couldn't even afford that. I just went straight. <laughs> I had just a dumbbell.
1: What so, is Uyuzima? What is that? So, Zima, I mean,
2: in, lang- in Swahili, mm-hmm. Zima means one who's full of life or life. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, I thought I was a, that was a pretty cool concept, right? I didn't really concept. think about it, but like, it really, it's weird how things come together. Like, it all came together because now. Literally, like, back then I was all about just helping people lose weight or get in shape, right? Like, it all came back around to, like, literally meaning Uzima is what I stand for, is what I, like, like, and I wasn't trying, it's weird, I wasn't trying to, like, make Uzima, like, what I, like, my business to match Uzima. Right. It just, as life took me on, I, was, I mean, I was trying to get rich, mm. trying to make money. Yeah, you're thinking about money, for Yeah, sure. I was thinking about money. I was as trying you to should, make, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to make money. It was very simple. I was trying to make money. And during the process of like trying to make money, I came across personal development, and like you know, um, I shared this with you. I don't know if I shared this with you, Irvin. My um, I happened to be dating a Latina girl. She was Mexican too,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: um, she was an entrepreneur. She she had two kids. She's a little bit. She's about ten years older than me. Oh snap! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she 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 had two kids, and uh, she was and she was single parent. You know and uh and she believed in me more than i could ever believe in myself like she really believed in me she's like you can do it don't go back to working at 24 because i was scared because now i just i got fired i got dropped like a hot potato like real fast i got dropped and I and she believed in me so much like i was like i don't want to quit because i don't want to let her down
1: because
2: right. i because i remember i went to work out at 24 because i i was in good terms i went to work out and the, ma- uh, the general manager came up to me and he's like, hey, we have a position for you if you want to take it.
0: Oh, he, he wanted you to come back. Yeah, I remember
2: that. And I told him, I was like, no, I'm doing good right now. Bro, I had zero clients. Oh, rent wasn't paid. Dang. Like, my rent wasn't paid. I had zero clients. I, had, I was training people for free, just trying to get people on social media to think I'm busy. Mm-hmm. And uh, bro, I was broke out like I was stupid for not taking the job, but I was like, I'm good right now. But it, I, the only reason I was surprised Those words came out of my mouth. That's
1: crazy. I
2: was like, I I, I don't feel like I said those words. Something deeper in me said those words, but I would I would give credit to the to the woman I was dating at the time because she introduced me to books. Oh, okay. And that opened up my mind to believing in something that's not truly there right now. And bro, like. Ever since she lit that fire, it's been burning since. And I just turned that fire on onto other people now when yeah. it comes to like losing weight and stuff or believing in this, of creating whatever they want to create in your life.
0: Well, now that we've got to this chapter in your life, towards your goal is to start your own personal training, uh, Uzima Fitness. We would like to now talk about obstacles and how you overcame them. And a question that we would like to ask each guest that we have on, on the show that will open up the doors towards this topic is, if you can give a piece of advice to a younger, less experienced version of you, a lil' can per se, what would you tell him as well as all the other little cans, boy or girl, around the world with their own dreams of wanting to, quote unquote, make it?
2: So number one advice is get clear about what you want in life. Um, get clear about it. And, and I'll follow up with another one is uh, never be scared to fail. Never be scared to take the L. Too mm-hmm. many of us are too scared to take the L. Like, so be clear. I mean, you don't have to be super clear. Like, you don't have to be like, like uh, honestly, if you heard my story, I had no idea I was going to end up being a private trainer. But just, actually, I'm going to reverse this whole thing. Go back to even the, the beginning when you asked me about uh, the people who haven't visited. Just do it. Just like Nike. Just do it.
1: Right, right, right. Whatever
2: it is that you're thinking about, do it. Then find out whether you want to do it or not. Right, just do it and do it all in. Don't put your toe in. Don't put your foot in. Just go all out. Dive in yeah, deep. Yeah, that's one. That's the one advice. Just do it. Like for me, a lot of immigrants come in here. They, they you know, especially from Africa, they go into three, three groups: engineering, medical, or um, or medical engineering, or lawyer. So most of my family is all in the medical field. They're all nurses. They make pretty good money. Or a doctor, right? I mean, that's dope and all, but, man, I opened up a science book. I'm like, this doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Now do I want it to make sense? And it didn't excite me. And, I mean, we came to the land of the opportunity. I'm going to test out some waters, you know? And I had, I'm, I'm blessed to have the
1: privilege to be able to think or try things like that. So just do it. Would you say to maybe one of our listeners or our listeners that, you know, failing is okay? Oh, man. Failing is part of the process, whether okay. you want to be okay with it or
2: not. Right. It's as I tell all my clients, you can ask Irvin. I told him I could promise you one thing: you will fail. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's guaranteed more than winning is. That's just part of the process. Exactly. You're going to fall, and once you understand that, I'm like, what? Six years in doing this, and I still don't truly understand that because I'm scared to fail still. From, right. From uh, I'm still scared to fail, but. But I, I always have to remind myself, it's okay, you're going to fail. That's you're right. make bad decisions. What is success to you? Man, it changes, like, every day, bro. Okay. <laughs> like, that's a really good question, because it really do change. Like, it does really change, like, on a daily basis, because, like, you know, I remember back when I started, success would have been a buff body, right? Right. Man, ain't nobody tripping about that no more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but now success, you know, a couple of years of success was being, having a lot of money. Success has changed from that, so... But I think as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize me being fulfilled. But now I'm in the search of, like, what fulfills me. Does that make sense? Right, right. And, um, you know, I I remember I've been to a lot of motivational things. I remember I went to, I would always go to these events and these guys would talk about, like, Money, like at the time, my goal was making a lot of money. They're like, money's not everything. I'm like, yeah, it's because you got a lot of money, bro. And I'm, all, I I'll never forget that. I'm just like, yeah, you got all the money in the world, man. You could do literally whatever you want. Of course, money's not, is not everything to you right now. And um, and for anyone that's listening, I want you to understand whatever your goal is, like, don't let anyone tell you otherwise, because this man. This man was on stage telling me money isn't everything, and I'm trying to pay bills. Like, bro, shut up. <laughs> you paid to get in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I paid, paid here. To, yeah. <laughs> I paid for him to tell me that money ain't everything. <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> so um, it just if you're listening, understand that um, that whatever your goal is is real to you, and the process to achieve that goal, I'm creating a program right now called Becoming Uzima, and that's it's becoming full of life, right? Because Uzima means full of life. So becoming is becoming full of life. That the word "becoming," who are you becoming, is more important than what you achieve. It's the process. It's the process you should be obsessed with. You know, it's about like you know dating. It's like the process of talking to a woman and a you know getting her to like you and all that. That's all amazing. That's part of the process. Don't want to skip any of that. Right. And like you, you might say something that might offend her. You might mess up. You might do something. You, you don't know when to call her. You don't know when to text her. Blah blah blah. Man, be okay with messing up, right? But that's part of the process, right? And understand there's no, like, you cannot lose. Right. You really cannot lose.
0: What do you say to those that, since you said losing, taking the L is part of the process, Mm -hmm. what do you say to those who right now are losing, that are at the bottom of the, their energy is low, they want to give up? What did you do and what would you advise them for them to, like, pick it back up and get back in the game? Because it's not easy that's a good question Irvin
2: because it took me exactly to when I was taking an L like the, one of the biggest L's in my life multiple L's bro so I just got my business up my goal for that year was to get out of debt and I cut out my debt to like half of it right. and then um I what do you call and I was making pretty good money I was driving and like one of my biggest things is like I never want to be late to anything like I just learned about people who are late don't respect people's time so I was like I don't want to be late. So I was like, I was tired as heck. It was the middle of the day. I wake up at three o'clock in the morning. It was around 11. I had an appointment in Pasadena for a dentist appointment, like at 1230. And I didn't want to be late. So I was on the road, but I was dozing. And I fell asleep and I hit the oh. car in front of me, oh. like about a mile away from me. Oh, man. About, I mean, not a, a mile away from me, a mile from the location I was trying to go to. So you were to. there, almost. And like, so my whole thing was like, my intention was like, I don't want to be late. But, like, bro, I put my life at risk. And somebody else's life at risk, you know what I'm saying? So I took a big L. I lost my car. My license was suspended, right? It was suspended because I have seizure disorders. I had my next appointment with my, uh, the neurologist has to sign off on my license every year so I can get my license back. So I had an appointment the next week with her.
0: Bad timing. Oh, so, like, so, (laughs) like, so my license was
2: suspended. I had an appointment the next week. I passed out, crashed into somebody. And, uh. I got pulled over and the, the cop came up and it was a firefighter. He's like, um, Is everything all right? He's like, well, What happened here? And I was like, I just fell asleep. I told him the truth. Um, one of my favorite authors, Napoleon, uh, not Napoleon Dynamite, Napoleon Hill, <laughs> <laughs> Napoleon Hill said, um, It says, whatever problem you're going through, within it, there's a seed equal to or better. Than what you're experiencing right now Like there's a seed of something really good in it At this moment I felt like I just I messed up everything Right. So Fast forward My license gets suspended For nine months I don't know how long it's suspended for It just took nine months though I'm taking Uber and Lyft back to uh, work I'm living in Chino I mean I'm living in Pasadena. I work in Chino That's expensive you, Yeah, $1,200 a month Oh man on transportation. On transportation oh, alone. Mm-hmm. Right? So we're talking about what to the... We're t- I want you... To anyone who's listening about taking air. L, I want you to understand this. This is what I did. I understood within this situation there's a seed. There's a possibility of something amazing come up, to come out of it. That was my mindset. Because if I would have fo- focused on how badly I was messing up or I had messed up, I would have gone downhill even deeper. But I focused on... There was a seed within this situation right now. I don't know who you believe in. God put a seed in this situation right now. I got to find out what the situation is. Mm-hmm. To this day, bro, I don't know what the seed was, but let me tell you what happened. Within a third day of taking an Uber or Lyft to my job, I came across the same guy who kept on picking me up. Mm-hmm. And he would know to come around my house around 4 o'clock in the morning because that's what I would request it. And mm-hmm. he'd have a 20-minute drive all the way to Chino at four o'clock in the morning, so it was, it was easy money. Right. So I was like, hey, you mind if I just pay you straight cash? Facts. Yeah, yeah. And, cool. uh, and uh, you just give me a better rate. Yeah, cut the middleman again. Negotiation, bro. That's it, you man. feel me? Entrepreneurs uh, both of you. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, I remember one of my dreams, like I was dreaming big, one of my dreams is to have a personal driver. I had a personal driver. <laughs> you saw it that way. That's good. That's all. That's I right. changed my mind. If you're taking an L, it's so important that you change your mind. I was like, I have a personal driver. Me and this guy became such good friends. He would see me every day. Right.
1: You had to. You had to socialize. Right? I was like,
2: dang, I'm helping this guy better his life.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you were like give him advice. Yeah, that's
2: good. Not even that. I was talking and working with him. And um, I remember he was going through a lot. And uh, there was a time he was trying to commit suicide. Mm. And I I took an Uber to his house to make sure he didn't do it. And I was with him, I don't I don't know whether he was or not, but that was part of it. I was part of that, you know. It was crazy to me. He was going through a really rough time, and dude days actually, he just called me the other day. He's like, "Hey, what's a book he recommended to me?" Because I found books in in Polish that would translate to him, uh-huh. and we became really. He's a really good friend of mine. Dang. I know his daughter. I know his wife. I know his dog. So that's just one aspect of what amazing thing came out of changing my mentality. Immediately when that accident happened, I remembered there is a seed in here that's going to be amazing if I choose to make it amazing. And that's what happened. I took that L, bro. Mm -hmm. But I didn't sit in the idea. like I didn't just drown myself in the L. I was like, okay, there's a seed. Where is this seed? Let me water it. Right. Mm -hmm. When you plant a seed, you got to water it. And then you gotta be patient and find out when it's gonna grow, and how, what, and I don't know what I don't know what fruit I'm gonna get. Am I gonna get an avocado, mangoes? What am I gonna get? Right. It's it's unknown. So the future is unknown is what I'm saying to anyone who's taking multiple L's right now. The future is unknown. Like legitimately, it's really unknown. Like you just have to trust that there's a seed in whatever you're going in right now, but you have to keep watering. So that means you have to have a great attitude right? Great attitude. What does great attitude mean? Great attitude means gratitude. You must be in gratitude. The idea that I could pay him $1,200 a month, that to me was phenomenal. And the idea that I wasn't focusing on it, just kept on... Break. I don't know where the... I couldn't tell you where the money came from, bro. Right. But I never missed a payment to him. You know, I never missed any events.
0: You were still like there and everything? I never
1: missed anything, bro. Like, it was legit. Like, to me, I was blown away. Now, what do you say? Because you're talking about that seed, and I think it's a it's a good metaphor mm-hmm. to, to mention. Because as a coach, like Irvin's talked to me how you you, know, you treat him and you inspire him and you tell him to think a different mindset, more positive, if anything. Mm-hmm. And obviously you have different clients, so I'm assuming you do that same thing with them. Everyone. And what's the next step for that in your case? What do you want to transpire to other people, I guess?
2: Man, and you know what? <laughs> I mean, there's a the beauty of you guys doing this podcast. Right, because you're creating an opp- opportunity for me to do what I want to do in my future life, and that's to be a speaker. If you guys would have chose to not have a podcast like this, I wouldn't be speaking to this mic. Oh, I, I mean, I'm going to be speaking to a mic sooner or later because that's one of my biggest dreams. That's right. Right? It's one of my biggest dreams, one of my biggest goals. But you guys have made it faster for me to get in front of a mic and made me believe, oh, I can actually do this. I can do podcasts. I can do certain things because you guys are living your dreams. So what I'm telling people out there, if you're living your dreams, you open up doors for other people to live their dreams. Hey, that's facts. You know what I'm saying? Preacher. So, and that's 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 really, really important. What's next for me is getting on stage and speaking to Kenyans. Kenyans specifically? Specifically Kenyans. There's a part of me that really wants to move back Kenyans, to Kenya. Oh,
1: Kenyans back home. Yeah. Is there a community of Kenyans here? Can you elaborate on that? There is. is. A, I, can,
2: okay. I can start. There's a huge community. I mean, that's not huge. It's not right, like right, right. There is a community here. Right? and I can start with that community you're very much right right but there's there's a big part of my heart the things I should be on stage in Kenya speaking to people be about the process of thinking I mean if I can uh, you ask me about what's one advice I can give to people who are little cans or little can on canets, you know right, right, it, right. Yeah, is reading books Irvin how many books have you read since you started
0: training with me uh, three three in total yeah
2: you're in your third book how long have you been training with me
0: uh, like five six weeks yeah I'm putting in work. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) the the
2: thing is, when you put in work, you get to see results. It's that simple, and and results are really important because it doesn't matter whether they're good or bad, they're results, right? Irvin's putting in like books is another thing I'll tell you because books is what opened up my mind to think differently, right? And it opened up and allowed me to be more curious because the way I think, I don't think a lot of people know. Think like me, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I've think about, I've thought about it since I was young. Because even when I was fourteen, when I was diagnosed with HIV, I was like, if I die, I die; if I survive, I survive. That's how I thought about it. But I'm gonna make the best time of this, my time here, right? And um, things have been great. HIV has been one of the greatest assets in my life. Assets, as in, it's brought a lot of positivity into my life. All I do is take medication. I got, I got to go on a Disney cruise. I got to watch Kobe play in the finals against the Boston Celtics. Wow! I got to. Um, I used to get a new backpack. My family couldn't afford backpacks. HIV has been a great asset in right. my life. It's because I shifted my mind about it, right? So that's that that mentality, right? You, I'm, I'm responsible for what I think, is what I want to really teach people in in the future, and that's my future in Kenya. Being on stage, and not I want to be around the world and people about how you think.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's a good way to look at it about how you shift your mindset. It's how you see that your situation. You could either go in deeper saying, "Yo, I'm lost, I'm screwed." Or you could say, "Nah, this is part of the test and I'm going to come out on top." Mm-hmm. It's easy to say, you know, but it's hard to take to carry it out, but yeah, it's possible. You're right.
2: It's very possible. Yeah. I mean, it's as possible
0: as you believe it to be. How you are now, <laughs> it's because of also people around you right would you say that
2: yes like, it has to do a lot with the books i've read and the people i surround myself books first because i didn't have the people until i started reading the books mm.
1: would you say books because obviously somebody wrote it it's somebody's idea mm-hmm. those are your your peeps those are your yeah. your mentors yeah you can say they're people in a way yeah. i guess yeah. even though they're not physically like here with us like right now you know mm-hmm. i always say too like let's say the bible right like we read the bible these are characters that existed thousands of years ago. Exactly. But they put you on on certain things, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so they are people. So yep. they are people that have inspired you, I guess. Yeah. They
2: are genuinely real people. You're right. Um, I remember when I man, I was a king of turning up. Back right. in the day when I was young, when I was 19, I turned up left and right. My whole house was full of it. And um, I remember there was a time where I needed to get out of that. And the fastest way to get out of it, the fastest way to change your life is to change your environment. I'm going to repeat that. The fastest way to change your life is to change your environment. Now, you can do that physically where you can pick up and move to a different place. Or you can change what you put into your, I mean, you should do both. Right. Um, like what you're watching, what you're listening to, what are you doing all that, right? Napoleon Hill, uh, Jack Canfield, these are authors. Meg um, Jay, uh, Carol Dweck, uh, are these, uh, Simon Sinek, and then I, I just started to listen to different books. And it, that's what really helped me get to where I'm at and the way I think it was books. And then when I'm reading a book, here's, here's the thing. When I read a book, what's the one thing I took from this book that I must apply? Because, I mean, I'm not going to read all this great information and then not apply anything. That's a waste of time. Yeah, That's right. There's a lot of information out there
1: right now. But you're, you keep on saying books, meaning the whole picture of the situation. Yes, because we, we as a generation, I think our generation has become easy to digest little things. You yeah, know? I mean, and I guess when people are speaking, they either, they speak about
2: two things, right? They speak about the really good highs right. or the really lows. Mm-hmm. I remember it was a time I was looking for where I was at, and I was just in the middle of the mud, the grimy part. No one, you won't find it even in the books. You won't find it in the. Mm. It, that's your story to tell. That's mm. your journey, and no one mm. else is going to to help you out with that. That's your journey, right? Because people will share their highs and lows, right? They won't share the middle, the grimy part. They don't. They can't put that in a book. That's too long. They can't put that in a podcast. That's too long. It's too right. boring too.
1: That's true. Yeah. Like
2: if I sat here and told you about like what I was doing yesterday. Writing, uh, writing on my journal and talking about different things—that's gonna bore you. It's gonna <laughs> bore your audience. They don't have time to put that in there. So even when you're reading books or watching certain stuff, understand, mm-hmm. the grimy part is for you to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it's really, really it's for you. That's true. That's true. And I think social media too, adding on to what you just mentioned, it always shows the highlights of people's yes. lives, right? Yes. And That'd like you mentioned, doesn't show like when they woke up. You know, mm-hmm. we all look bummy. They don't show that part. You know?
0: They don't they show their bills that are due. Yeah, they exactly. don't show. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. They're, when
1: they're crying in the shower, they don't show all like
2: that. I, I wasn't out there posting about my car accident. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Because even one of my coaches, she said, uh, never talk about what you're going through at the moment
1: because
2: mm-hmm. you don't have a solution to help, to offer people. Right. So right now, I have a solution to offer you guys about that story, right? But if I was talking to you, oh, man, I just crashed my car, it's kind of like I'm like, oh, poor me. Oh. You're just venting you know? out. you yeah. make right. just venting. It's like public therapy, you yeah. know? It's like nobody's trying to get that, you know? What so do you I, want me to do with that information? Yeah, like, <laughs> like low-key, like what you want me to do, you know? Right. So it's important that um, you work through your journey so you can be able to speak about it, right? So also remember that for somebody who is also taking an L, Remember, somebody's waiting for you to win this battle so you can share with them, so you can inspire them and motivate them. Mm, that's right. good. I always remember that. It's like, if I can't accomplish this right now, if I can't accomplish what I'm going through right now, how can I help
1: my clients? Now, let me ask you a personal question because you, you talk, you're you talking about you want to be a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's different than being an influencer? And
2: Dude, you... I don't even know. To be genuinely
1: honest, I don't even know what the heck an influencer does. Let me, let me break it down what I think an influencer okay. is. And I don't think you're an influencer. Okay? <laughs> and I, not, I know I'm a, that contradicts what you just said, but I'm saying <laughs> it because an influencer, everything that they do is monetized. Okay. Meaning you're posting when you wake up, mm-hmm. but you wake up in a perfect bed. You know, every, your house is clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have a routine, which you can say, oh yeah, that's me. But everything is monetized. Meaning, okay, you work up in a bed, but low-key you're plugging in that, that bed. It's, it's some company's bed. So you're plugging it in okay now I'm making money off mm-hmm. or the clothes that you're wearing everything that it is it's monetized mm-hmm. I like to be uh I like to be like honey okay so I like to attract
2: whatever so I'll be what I'm gonna be right if you like it if you're about it tag along let's go yeah if you're not it's cool mm. that's the same way I'm with training right a lot of people preach you should close on like they want you to close a, a lot of your sales Right, I don't care about closing sales. I close. I care about working with people who want to change your life. You want to change your life? I'm gonna work with you, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it at all.
1: Okay,
2: I'm not gonna be like you are gonna lose 20 pounds in 20 weeks. Right, Our I problem. mean no, that's actually possible. No, right. I'm not saying, <laughs> you're gonna lose 20 pounds in uh in four, in four weeks or a month. I'm gonna tell you what it's gonna to take to get there and how much of that process is in your mind more than it is hiring a coach. I will tell you that you don't need me. You can do it by yourself. You choose whether you want me
1: to be part of the path or not. All right, and I think that attracts even more people because they're like, "Wow, you're a realist. Like, yeah, yeah, you're willing to take an L financially, I guess, for the sake of the betterment of somebody else." You know, mm-hmm. so that's beautiful. I guess. Yeah.
0: Any advice uh, to someone who wants to pursue a career like yours, like in your yeah. field, like in the fitness, in the fitness world, personal training? What advice would you give them to, like, quote unquote, make it? Um,
2: Give me a call <laughs> right. Honestly give me a call so I can chat with you And we talk about it and see what it is that you really want I mean I had a girl coming the other day And she wanted to be a personal trainer And I told her about it She's like that's not the right I want Because oh. I told her like how much work I put in mm. yeah. like, I was like I, I mean I put in work I put in seven years To Stop making okay money But that was part of me skipping college Right, she went to college. She did four years, so she did her time that way. So she's like, "Am I trying to put in another four or five yeah, years?" Yeah, that's a lot. Right. Right. So I was like, "Hey, you got to make that decision because don't expect to make an income in the beginning. Don't don't expect that you to get in this game and get this money right away."
1: What do you say? Because you mentioned, you know, in the beginning you have to have uh, you know something to post, you know, so that way people can see, all right, he's active on his career. And me, I'm a photographer, and I always said this with another colleague and he went to school for photography or mm-hmm. cinematography. Mm-hmm. He's like, why are you going to give your work for free in the beginning? That's going to lower your value, I guess, mm-hmm. in the future. And I think that's what they instilled in him at that point. Mm-hmm. But I brought I I kind of thought it the other way and it kind of goes with what you mentioned earlier. It's like you have to be willing to start from the bottom. You know, that sounds cliché, I know. But you know, that's why I, that's kind of what I pushed out. Like, all right, let me give free photo shoots to people at college, you know, maybe for the graduation. And I have more content now. And then people are going to see, wow, I really like his photos. I like his work. And then that's going to bring in the money, you know? And yeah. And in customers that are willing to pay at that point. Would you say that's how you started as well? Is that how you? Definitely how you started. It? But I want to point out something. Um,
2: when you take free pictures, no one knows it's free. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you don't tell them. Like, right? Right, right? When you take free photography, no one's going to know it's free. Mm-hmm. But you have a picture of, like, this is what I do. Right? I can't tell you how many f- people I've worked with for free.
1: <laughs>
2: that was just my learning curve. I've worked with a lot of people for free, a lot. But I always understand it's an investment on my end. It's
1: an investment. Yeah. It's a
2: good thing. So, um, uh, yeah, that man, that's, I did that a lot. I worked with a lot of people for free. Um, and 90% of them were a learning curve and were really not a good experience, but that's just part of it right it's um when pe- people don't value free that's, that's facts people don't value free but i knew what i was doing i was learning how to get better as a trainer on the floor and i didn't want to mess up on somebody who's paying me a 100 bucks an hour compared to somebody who's not paying me anything you know right. so you gotta do what you gotta
0: do like yeah man it, it's part of the grind it's part of it's it part of, the, story. Part of the, sure. the process all right then coach ken thanks for coming into the show um we'll plug in uh his fitness handle on ig but if you want to also share it, like right now uh, your email your
1: email, i don't know whatever <laughs> so- you want social security, security number <laughs> yeah, man. Uh,
0: so yeah so you can find me on instagram coach
2: ken at at coach ken african now african is spelled a-f-r-i-k-e-n african so it's man. coach ken african facebook ken african and that's all man, I haven't yeah. have spread out past that. That's yeah. how I'm old
0: school. Well plug it in also like in the notes in the bio so I, good. you you know. Are you on Yelp? Are you on, uh, I'm on
1: Yelp. Google yeah. Maps,
0: yeah, all yeah, that bro. stuff? Okay, good. He, got good. All, he got all five star reviews on Yelp, bro. Is that how you found him? That's how I found oh, him. Oh there you that's go, that's five a, stars. That's the best. Five star I'm movie. like, did <laughs> he buy these and then and and, and and then I looked at the picture like, oh okay, he looks legit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm old. Yeah, I'm just legit, right? So it's all love. All right, so this has been our first official episode of Us Against the World podcast. Thanks for checking us out. This has been your co-host, Urban Mendoza. This is Jason Ortiz. And we'll see you all next time. See you, everybody.